Hey everybody, welcome to the Don't Be Mad podcast. We had a little stumble on the first go around, but we are back and hopefully you can hear us. <laughs> I'm your boy Matthew aka Lefty Lucky and I'm joined here as always with... Jamali. And Jason, what's up? And we got our special guests here. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Tegens. Tegens, T-A-I-G-E-N-Z. The trick about my name is that you pronounce it once, you will never forget it. I appreciate you saying Zed, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Zed. Not the American No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's a nice uh, Tuesday evening. We're all just kicking back here, trying to jolt ourselves up. We'll lower the volume a bit Mm -hmm. so the mic doesn't pick that up. And, yeah, like I said, we got our special guest here, Tagans, with us. What's really going on with us, guys? How was the week? How's the mental health? How have you all been? It's been a good week, bro. Everybody's the week on just started. Well, I mean, I haven't seen you guys in a while, so. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us choose to come out and record. Others choose to stay at home. <laughs> yeah, I took a wicked nap last week. And by the time I realized what time it was, because he called me at like 8 o'clock, it was like way too late. Really? I was watching a bit of the last week's so one just on the way here. And it was like, oh, they're dissing you. Oh, they're allowed to diss me. It's okay. Of course. You know, we do it to his face oh, all okay. day, every day. Hey, there's no we. I didn't uh, say anything. Of all of us here, I have the thickest skin, so it's okay. Uh, that's, that's what cool. he believes. You know, you take a little pot shot of Jamali, and he starts freaking out. And I'm a very passionate person. <laughs> Facts. I'm he's passionate. Easily offended. Facts. Yeah, yeah. I'm not easily offended. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, 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 he's already passionate. raising his no, voice. No, <laughs> he's already raising his voice. <laughs> See, it's the littlest of things. It sets him off. <laughs> he's sensitive. That's why. I know you are. It's okay. We love you all the same, bro. (laughs) If you say so. So, how's your music been going, man? I know you've been all around the city. You just came from an interview from the radio station. I don't know if you want to announce which one and let the people know what was going uh, on. I think by now the broadcast is already done for their side. So, uh, I was at at CIBL, so down on St. Laurent, St. Catherine. So, I was uh, the French radio station. I was there uh, for La Sauce show. Shout out to La Sauce. For having me, and uh, yeah, I was just out there uh, promoting my single uh, that just came out last on Friday. Hey, so what's the name of the single? It's uh, called "Vag," like literally, like the expression we use here, like "vag." Yeah. So, <laughs> and, uh, just so the people know what to search on like Spotify thing. and it's everything. A, nah, not even kiss a Montreal thing, man. Fuck it. I mean, not fuck. Oh, it, you really don't want to big up Quebec, bro? Just Montreal. Nah, for this particular one, just Montreal, bro. <laughs> if you're in Quebec, you, you got to come down to Montreal so you can really understand. It'll work in Quebec. It's fine. Shout out to Quebec, but it's a Montreal thing. So that's, uh, I just, uh, since it came out, I've just been, you know, trying to do my own uh, promo for it. Uh, the day it dropped, actually, I was in Toronto. Um, I was there for a conference. I was, there for hip- I was invited for a hip-hop conference. Called the Northern Power Summit. So shout outs to D. O. Gibson. He was the guy who said that he's uh, one of the main main heads uh, <clears throat> that set it up. Hmm. So it's a uh, it's a hip hop summit they do every year. I think this is their third or fourth year. I think it's their fourth, third, fourth. I don't know. One <laughs> or the other. Uh, and uh, they this year I was one of the official uh, artists that were invited to showcase and perform. So it's cool to be able to perform in front of like guys in the industry. Um, network with other artists from different markets and things like that, and it's, it's cool stuff because that that day I performed was the day I performed that song, so it's like obviously it's like my my the concept of it is very Montreal based, mm. but you know I think I I put it in a way where it's still digestible in different markets, 
as long as, you know, as I was on stage, I gave him like a quick, 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 quick breakdown of just like how I came up with the song yeah. and why that expression is an expression here on this side. And they were just, they were, overall, they felt it. You know, I had, I had, a, I had a good feedback from them. Oh, good it's good because, like, you know, the fact that you have that specific, like, Montreal setting type of song, yeah. but you're able to bring it over there. It's showing, like, you're not really just trying to be another hip-hop artist that's essentially biting styles of other places, but nah. you're bringing your own culture, your own background, yeah. and your own city along with you where yeah. you go. So it's kind of like a perfect timing to yeah, have yeah, that yeah. song be the one that's, like, your feature at the moment exactly, when exactly. you go there. You know, that's, and I, that's what I like to do, like you said. Like, I try to bring a bit of... Everything that is me to an extent, like, yeah, obviously, like, born and raised here, so I'm going to have a bit of what goes on here. But also, like, I'm very aware of my African culture. Like, my family's from Cameroon, so I try to use that to, at least now in the last few years than mm-hmm. much earlier when I was, like, spitting and making music yeah. with all my boys back in the hood. Like, now it's like, okay, I'm trying to, I'm tapping into different creative pools when I, when I just switch up the the lingo or switch up the the culture and things like that you know and i put it all together and then it like it's it's cool because i can do things that um obviously it's a work in progress but i can do things that i esteem commercially digestible yeah without feeling like i have to appeal to commercial no i I know know exactly what you mean i can package it commercially but the content is still me to to a core and you can still anybody can hear it it's like oh shit like and like if ever there was a time to like it's really now. tap into yeah. that cultural side because yeah, 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 yeah. I mean like you look like Afropunk is becoming yeah. so big and yeah, you're looking yeah, yeah, at yeah. hip hop in itself it's branching into like the Caribbean yeah. African even like the UK scene everything is yeah. like very much we're trying to step away from just like that 808s type of sound and really just give a little bit of ourselves our DNA and exactly. our history to it as and well even, so. and even with that because obviously like the American market is still the behemoth and everything especially yeah. you know but you take what works there and then you still apply it to what you do on your side of the world. And that way, like, it could still, if it blows up, you know, it it has the the ingredients of what works in the American market already. Mm. But you still have your cultural side and you're bringing something new to the table, which I think um, as an artist, especially every artist, they always try to find that, at least every artist in, in the music industry, you know, building this as a career, you know, they always try to find the sweet spot of like, okay, I don't want to do what's on top 40 but i can't be so completely left where like before i'm I'm even before i'm even a success you know before i'm even a success i I, I, i'm gonna eliminate myself from the game so it's like you try to find that sweet spot and i think a lot i think now uh in different markets that's being more acceptable like we know what's the sweet spot we know what's the commercial hit but we don't have to tailor ourselves to that format 100 percent. because like back like we think we're back in the day like I was reading an article actually uh, the other day uh, thanks to actually I got it from listening to Joe Budden podcast mm. he was talking and he mentioned the article that one, one of the heads of Spotify said the conventional hit is oh yeah I know, remember he the was conve- talking the conventional yeah. hit is disappearing like yeah. you know I, and I, and you can hear it you know it's the typical uh, at least the hit for the masses you know back in the 90s and 2000s you have yeah. the the, so the rapper you have the R&B the R&B hook, R&B hook, the R&B, hook, rap, the A-bar, R&B bridge, hook. yeah. So verse, hook, or even hook, verse, hook, verse, yeah. hook, bridge, back to the hook. So the the like that's three minutes and thirty five seconds, but yeah. the rap only appears twice. But it, it works for the top forty. It works for you know. It translates well on radio. On radio, it's good in parties, and it's, no, and it's normally that, those are normally the, the 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 tracks for girls. Yeah, because you know girls are. 
girls You're consume like the softer like, side of exactly like, and girls consume girls are one of yeah. like this one thing i realize is like yo like you can't neglect women because in terms of consumerism in terms of buying stuff i don't know it's weird but like yeah women buy stuff well like the perfect example of like that format would be like method man and mary j blige you know yeah like, exactly like that is literally that like song, the prototypical, prototypical like, and that song is it's amazing it's 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 dope when it could come out amazing and doesn't yeah. sound like even that song method man it didn't seem like it was left field for method yeah, man to and, an extent the, because it's crazy because you hear method man like wu-tang yeah and he's like one of the hardest people yeah. in wu-tang and then you get this song where he's coupled up with mary j bride mary j blige and it's like it's still hard, it's but still, it's like it's a softer side of softer, his hardness, exactly. and you still think he's gonna like smack the shell exactly. you if you fuck around with his exactly. girl. But he's like professing his love to her, you know. And that really became like that prototypical format of you can take literally any type of rapper, mm-hmm. put them with an R and B artist, and hook, verse, verse, hook, verse, boom, and it's gonna work every single but, time. But now it's not necessarily the case. You know, like, especially with the way music is consumed and we're just, yeah. we're really exposed now to different ways, different types of music, different types of co- concepts and sounds and things like that. So yeah. it's like that, that quote unquote format is not necessarily uh, the go-to anymore. At least it's, it's that's the trend yeah, like that's it's happening. Still around, it's, I think sti- it's still around. The last time it, I think it really like worked and it hit was uh, Meek Mill and PMB Rock. The dangerous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dangerous. I think like, that's like but, the last time and, I, I and think it, it really and it helped like because hit. you had a you had an old school sample on it, so it yeah, helped. And exactly. I, yeah, I remember that. But um, like I remember one song where I just completely got turned off by that formula. It was a few years back when Jeezy dropped uh, "Seen It All," and he has a yeah. song with um, August Alsina. Like yeah. that song, it's like. Okay, like the whole album worked. It's forced. except for that like, song. You, you it's like you knew exactly just why had that to song. Put that song. Was, yeah. yeah, you know that's like, label you need work. That radio it's single, like, and, you know. And I was yeah. listening. And I was like, ah, yeah. I know why he did it. But yeah, it, it was definitely forced. You know, like, but like, but when it does work, like it does work. And you know, uh, like you said, like the Meek Mill track uh, with PMB Rock is yeah. one example. I'm sure uh, even on the new Rick Ross album, it's you uh, the song he has with Summer Walker. Uh, like that's, that's a dope record. That, that's a dope record. So it's, yeah. when it could come out like that, like we, I have no problem recognizing the formula. But it's like we just want it. We just want it to still be good, right? Yeah, so. He's one of exactly. those artists that's known for producing records like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's true. always been on his. He melodic. has a very good ear for. Or even Wale. Wale is a prime example of. Yeah, he does that. But a lot he as excels well. in that. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's it's like it's not even the formula. It's his formula that just works with that. You yeah. know, so it's because uh, the one thing with Wale is like he really puts himself into like that poet. Type exactly. of artist. The fact that he can drop yeah. a poem at the beginning of the exactly. song in the middle it's, as it's, a bridge. You don't really like although he can be one of those just like kill you with bars type of rapper. Yeah. He's always been that one that's like more poetic, more imagery. Like he's gonna give you different concepts that aren't conventional. Exactly. And the way he does it is like I said, it's very poetic. It it's it will fit into that scheme it of will. even and if it's not the format that is the radio format. Yeah. Just the way he presents it, him all by himself can be that format. You it know? can still work. So yeah. Um, but yeah, just to go back to so that's like taking that into consideration. That factors in a lot to how I construct songs. Like I don't want to f- like you know when I write stuff. Like obviously I write first just to write. Yeah. But then you know okay, um, you want songs where if potentially it get picks up pick, picked up by radio, it's like do the elements. Do, does it have the radio elements that they need, you mm-hmm. know, but just enough for them to take it and just enough for you to be like, okay, like, I'm happy with this, with yeah, this, exactly. you know, getting, you know, 
radio play all over the place and it doesn't sound like doesn't sound corny like my thing is i just don't want to you know i just want to make sure my shit don't sound corny i mean i may do some things eventually get corny whatever but it's like you always want to limit that it's like something you want to do yeah yeah yeah. you know like if you're just doing it because you're being told to do it then i would say that's corny but if you if you're just artistically inspired to make something and yeah it's a bit cheesy but then also on the who cares i also know on on the flip side sometimes those those type of songs benefit you in the long run as an artist just because of the association like if uh, like how many rappers that how many rappers got the boost from like chris brown for example just because chris brown was on the record so it's like <laughs> oh, it helps Lord. them get get that foot up in the in the, the chris brown it, it, the Drake, yeah exactly like, just get in that hook so it helps them get a foot up in the game in the industry hmm. let it do its numbers that it'll do because just off the strength of the feature and then from there, it's like, okay, now I got you guys' attention. This is what I'm really about. Yeah. You know, so you got to weigh both sides, too. So yeah. I, I definitely I definitely recognize uh, both sides of uh, of that viewpoint. So I'm, depending on what song it is, depending on where I go, like, I, you know, as an artist, you know, you're, you're convinced about one thing, but then you could switch up, like, in last yeah. second. And then, you know, the people around you might, you know, you might give them a headache, but then you got to bring <laughs> it back. So you got to, all this comes away. But it, it all makes it for, it, to, it all makes for the ride, too, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I was able to to present the song in Toronto and like they were just generally feeling it, you know, they 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 knew that you know, it's 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 I'm from I'm from a different city and they felt like someone this guy came up to me and he told me he's like yo like your voice cuts, which is good like it 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 yeah it, like it, it cuts through like you know you clearly seem like you have a um a grasp on what you're doing you know so when I when I get think comments like that I was like okay. Like I'm doing something right, you know. Mm. Even if it's one out of fifty people that tell me that, but it's like okay, that's some. You always, it's always good to get those 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 little types of, whether it's criticism or 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 yeah. positive feedback. Because even like for us when we do this, like I always tell people all the time who listen to us, I wanted the good and the bad. Yeah, like, I wanted it's necessary for us to improve. It's definitely necessary. You know, like it, I don't take the the negative criticism as like they're just slandering us. Like mm-hmm. no, if there's something that you didn't like, we would like to know that so that way we can improve upon it in the future. You know, yeah. if everybody's just patting us on the back and saying, yo, you're doing a good job. That's, yo, w- w- what I hate... I only grow so much. The, you know, <laughs> the comment I hate the most is, yeah, it's cool. Because <laughs> then I know it's like, yeah, you, I you're hate not that watching. The most. Like, you're not I would rather attention. you tell me, yo, this is trash. Yeah. Or like, or like if it, if you generally find it amazing, be like, yeah, it's amazing. All right, cool. Yeah. But if you don't like it, like, tell me, like, yo, I don't like this. It's trash for me. No, you know, I'm with like you on that, everybody man. got a different different way of everybody feels things differently, you know. So it's cool uh, to Jason wants to say something. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, no, I was gonna say in the part where you guys were talking about the um, being a feature on the hook. Yeah, like Nate Dog was doing that for so many oh, people. Nate was like the king of Nate that. Was like, Nate was like Nate Dog was just ridiculous. Uh, like there's a few names when you just think of like those hook features. Wasn't it like, his birthday recently that they said they uh, yesterday, yesterday? Yesterday he would have he would have turned fifty years old. R.I.P. Nate Dog, man, one of the greatest. Yo, I was, I, 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 was, I was on my computer and I refreshed my browser and it was refreshed with the story that he had passed. Yeah. It was like 1.30 in the morning and I was like, oh shit, like, you know. And hands down has the best line in all of hip hop. Smoke, smoke weed every day. Yeah. yeah. The most iconic line in hip hop history. <laughs> Jamali's face. Yo, you can make that face all you want, <laughs> but... The second someone goes, hey, 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 everybody knows what comes next. Every single person knows what comes hey. next. That's a, that's, a, that's a concrete moment that will never... 
never sure. be replicated never again, man. Be replicated and will never disappear. Yeah. Do you, you want to say know what you feel? Uh, me? Yeah, I love Nate Dogg. But I hope so. <laughs> no, I don't oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just don't fuck with West Coast music like that. Oh, but. I do though. Oh, fuck yeah, yo, that, that's that was like my first influences in hip hop, man. Like, nah, it was it's what like Snoop was like one of my first Dre, favorite bro, still, yo, artists ever. Still Dre, <laughs> and forgot about Dre. I think it's forgot about Dre is what like, yeah, like Ma- like put that fire. Yeah, in yeah, I put that that seed in my head. It's like yo, like. It's, it's, nah, straight it's track. It's, I don't know if it was because of Dre because it was You're Eminem wilding, or just because their collaboration because like Eminem was one of the first rappers that like I was influenced by like really yeah I swear a lot of white people <laughs> yeah wow. yeah yeah I had yo Marshall Mathers LP was probably one of the first hip hop albums I ever listened to at least from that's a classic album man Marshall Mathers LP that I, I was I knew it wasn't even my album it was my it was uh, my neighbor and um those good he old had days. it. <laughs> he had it on CD, and the only place at the crib when I was a kid was my parents' room that played CD. Everybody, everything else, like what I was using in my room was cassette players. Right? Yeah. So it was it was CD. So, and it was summertime at least. So in the daytime, my parents are at work and I'm at home. So that was an alright, cool. I can listen to the album. Why yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the song starts with fuck. Like when I was a little boy, mom used to tell me all these like this and his mom right from the get go. Yeah. So I'm playing that. So I'm listening to the album. It's like late afternoon, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, my, I'm in my mom's room, my parents' room, just listening to the album. Then I hear my mom's keys. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I'm like, I stop it. I hide the CD under my like, put the case and hide it under my T-shirt. Cause my mom, you know, you know, black moms like they'll see you when they see that you're hiding something, they'll probe yeah, you. Yeah, they'll be like, exactly. "What are you doing? Nothing. Why are you saying what's <laughs> yeah, behind you? What's, you're lying." Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I say, I say hi. And like the way I'm holding this, like clip, you're a little kid. You have like a big yeah, ass case like sticking out of your t-shirt, bro. Like you're not so even like, being slick I'm not about being it. Slick. I'm saying I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, she, she looks at me. She's like, what is under your shirt? I'm like, nothing. She's like, let me see. Yo, I ran, I ran through the back door to give it back to my neighbor. I'm like, yo, take this CD. Because then my mom's gonna want to listen to it. It's gonna exactly, oh, exactly yeah, you know. Bro. And I'm a kid. Like I'm what? I was like eight, nine. When that album came out, oh, yeah, you were fucking so young, so bro. it was like, and this is like, it's not like I before before hip hop, I was listening to a lot of techno. Yeah, I was oh. a techno head at like seven, eight, nine years old. Techno head and punk. Word. So like, it's like a whole switch where it's like, yo, and techno and punk is not the same thing. So, in yeah, terms of, definitely not the same. Especially yeah. at that time, you know, yeah. like punk was had a the punk had a rebellious side it of like, it, but it, it was like. And also like, not, my, it that, was just fucking like that underground type of yeah, like. It was just reckless anarchy, like exactly, fuck the establishment, like, like it was fuck fucking the establishment, sick. fuck rules, fuck authority, yeah. but like, yeah. and hip hop was not the Wasn't same. My like, thing. That's exactly. how you get your ass beat when you start repeating yeah, those yeah. songs. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I knew like no, it's it crazy. Shit, I had man. like I had the I taught myself a lot of things when I was young, and like when you teach yourself the awareness to not curse or not or know what is profanity yeah, around yeah, your parents yeah. without them ever telling you. Like my parents never told me like. Don't listen. Like this is like I figured it out. I'm like, okay, I'm not I gonna think play. Most black kids. I, yeah, that I think shit so. I'm like, I'm not gonna play this. <laughs> you, you make one false move. And yeah, fucked. like I'm not gonna. I know this. I know this word shouldn't be said at home. I know this is a messed up expression. I know this. So it's like, so like when I when she saw me with the CD, I was like, I just ran. And I think she forgot about it because I stayed outside for like an hour. I didn't go back in immediately. <laughs> I was like, I'm not taking. You know, I got the CD. Go to the park. And then yeah, but then I got. But then since then I got into forgot about Dre. Cause then the next album was was, was two thousand one. Yeah. Uh, my older cousin had two thousand and one from his boy, so um, he was playing two thousand one. I was Fucking like, yo, like explosives. So that was a dope record. Yo, the that chronic was ex- when I heard Both explosives. Forgot about Dre. Amazing. Uh, are you guys still waiting for the detox? 
No, but the detox was Compton. Yeah, that's essentially oh, really? what detox yeah, became. Exactly it was Compton. Detox. I'm convinced that's what it was. He probably threw detox away because apparently yeah. he made Compton in like two weeks. Yeah. Yo, Jamali. For sure, he just took a lot of the old beats that he had Maybe, for detox, or the concepts, them and up, then put artists all over it, and he was done. Man, that album was not coming out. That album. No, he made. That, he made. Com- listen, never coming out. I remember when Compton album came out. I'm like, hi, Dre just made this to be like, yo, listen, here's your yeah, album. Here's your Leave album. Leave me like, the fuck, fuck alone. <laughs> I'm out. Like. Take your album, man. Like, look. Once he got all that money from Beats headphones, yeah. he was like, "I and then, really like, don't need and, to." Do and you can tell, you can tell that was his attitude because there was no like post rollout game. Like, yeah, no. he dropped the album. It just no came videos, with the movie, and that was it. The movie came out, okay, and maybe the songs in the movie fine, but then that's it. And yeah. the album had some great, like, I a lot of people don't like the album. I like, no, I, I liked it, man. The track, yeah. the sequencing, so the good. production, the feet. Yeah. Like that's how but I, it's I a knew. I, production. That's how I learned of Anderson Pack. Yeah, and like a he lot of killed were all the all that. the songs. He uh, uh, criminals. I think that was a song. Yeah, please don't. Uh, no, no, it was criminals. One with it wasn't criminal. It's not called criminals. Because no. I think it was animals. Yeah, animals. 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 Towards the end of the album, like that song's like, yeah. oh shit, okay. But I remember the first time I heard Pack was uh, the song he has on Venice, like trying to be high. I didn't. I can't I remember if that's the title. Okay. But like that was like the first time I heard. I didn't know who he was. I was like, yo, yeah, this is yeah, a yeah. fucking dope ass song, you know. And then heard that Venice album, Malibu came out. Yeah. Like obviously like everything Compton, but like when Malibu came out, it was like Bro, I'm full force for him. And I was like, Malibu, Yo, I slept on it. Next. I, I slept on Malibu for like at least four to five months after it coming out. Crazy. And uh, <laughs> and like there was a time when he came on and he came to Montreal for a free show. And I didn't bother going because I'm like, yo, whatever it's time to say. That was when you were on Crescent, no? I think so. Yeah. And then Dude, you this is the summer and then that summer. <laughs> It was because uh, Malibu came out early 2016. Yeah. Uh, June 2016, I go to Cameroon to go see my family. And then on the way there, I just had a bunch of outside. I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to Malibu. There's like two weeks after the show in Montreal. Listen to Malibu. I fell in love with it. I've had that album. Dude, it's that, so uh, that was my good, trip. Right? That was my my trip in Cameroon. That was my music yeah. in Cameroon. Every day I was listening to the album, A to Z, back and forth. It's such a good album. And I was like, yo, this guy was in Montreal two weeks ago for free. I beat yo. I beat I myself so bad. I beat <laughs> myself up so bad. I was there, I was man. Like, I had a great time. <laughs> and like, I felt like that was the because his album came out. I wasn't really messing with it. I don't yeah. Know. No, but I actually the latest one I liked Oxford, a lot. No, not no. Uh, the when it came after Oxnard, I didn't even listen to that because I was so turned off by Oxnard. Because like Oxnard, I was like, it was okay. Oh, there was Oxnard, like a few yeah. tracks I liked, but I felt like it was because it was such a divert from what Malibu was. Yeah. Especially like with like what he did with like No Worries. Yeah. Like it was such a shift. And there were a few that I liked, a few that I didn't, but then the one that came out, I can't remember the name of it, but that one felt yeah. like it was yeah. going back to just like, just give me that R&B soul, you yeah. know, like, and that's what he did on Cause that Because he one. doesn't even have a, necess- he doesn't necessarily have a genre per se, like, I don't want to call him an R&B artist. It's like R&B, jazz, neo-soulish, yeah, like he's all, like some he's kind of within fun. that yeah. pocket of like yeah. urban Because he's like, mad diverse, music. like he plays every instrument or at least like. Yeah, he plays, he plays the drums, I think guitar, keys, or some shit yeah. like that. I don't know. He plays a lot of and vocalist, and he raps like when he starts spitting, like he's spitting. It's like yeah. yo, he's he's nice. So never got into his shit, but I know I've heard some of nah, his John, stuff. It's pretty honestly, good. you would really like his stuff, man. All this he's to say, really, I can't believe you don't like West Coast shit. Yeah, <laughs> yo, listen, but we we grew bro, up on like no, it's straight up East Coast, Snoop, Coast. bro, dude. I grew up on Snoop, all of it, man. Dre, his voice is annoying as fuck, bro. Snoop, yes. Ah! Oh, you're crazy. You're killing me. You're crazy. crazy. I'm just saying, personally. Crazy. I'm a, well, why am like I growing up? I, I was like, <laughs> no, no, hold on, to like my aunt and uncle. Why am had. I crazy? Because I don't like someone's voice. Yo, listen, Doggy Style is a classic. It's one of the most prominent rappers in the world. 
I'm not taking away what he has done. No, no, I'm just saying you, it's you, just you not the, my thing. Yeah, you have the right to not like yeah. his voice, and a lot of people get turned off just just by the voice of somebody, you know. So I like I don't I, I don't you. I don't find him to be creative as an artist. I think he's unique, but I don't think he's creative. Like mm. I like creative people. That time, like, actually, he just recently put out an album too. Well, he no, just came, yeah, it just I, no, when I went it comes to, when it comes to like West Coast music, the reason I don't like it is it sounds too much the same. West Coast music all sound the same. Like, I mean, it I really think doesn't, though. Lyrics, lyrics, <laughs> lyrics are different. Like, I'm a G Funk. The only people exactly, from the yeah. West Coast that I fuck with heavy is Dom Kennedy, Kendrick, Kendrick, okay. uh, for sure, Nipsey. Yeah, like, yeah, Hustling yeah. the House was like one of those first. Like, uh, Project like, the House like, is, is the perfect template of a West Coast anthem, and it's like perfectly done. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so far, like, the, the another one and everything. Sick, you know what I mean? Like, who else do I listen to? But then, like, even like going back to like the classic stuff, you know, like, you look at someone like Snoop. We mentioned we mentioned Dre already. You had Yo, even what, Exhibit. I, I, was, I was an Exhibit fan. At, exhibit, of course. I was an Exhibit Ice fan. Cube. When they made a West Side Connection, Dub C. Yeah. Uh, uh, two one three. Two. Ooh. Come on, bro. Warren yeah, G was nice. Warren G is a nice. Warren G is nice. I think Warren G didn't get his just dues. I think Warren G could have had a bigger Definitely career than he had. And he's uh, Dr. Dre's stepbrother, if I'm correct, uh, or cousin. Probably because I don't know what the really, but I think they are family. They have a relation and the like corrupt a family. But they don't have a song to get. Warren G and Dr. Reed never actually worked together. I read that. I read that's like that's that's crazy. Like, but nah, that's nah. corrupt. Like that whole. Um, the, I think what I what I what, what I think what made me a fan was just the the synergy that they have because it's like it's not it doesn't seem like anything is forced among them. They just. There's I don't know. I just like find Spit West Coast Man. music it's, to be just—it's tired, dog. It's it's annoyingly redundant. You're saying Ty Dolla Sign's tired? No, I'm not talking about West Coast now. I'm talking about because music in itself has changed. Is the game part of that? Because I'm a big fan of the game. At least when nah, you came game out. Is no, but the game is not part. part. The game is like the beginning of where like West Coast really rapped. Like, to me, personally, I don't find, like, Snoop, all these okay, guys. Okay, no, 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 I know what you mean. Because like, the game started really focusing on spitting first really before. Rap. Uh, like, I like me- metaphor. Like, Ice Cube was before my time. Yo, uh, so, Jamal, Jamal, I know what you're talking about. He so, likes metaphors. Like, I like metaphors. I like real rap. Like, I don't Those like shit that, that sound cool. and No, nah, nah, but that's that's what I, I appreciate. Like bars, that's that's fine, okay, 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 real but, but you're not gonna, Bars. Okay. Bars he's okay. talking about. He's I like bars, I know what he's saying, but he wants bars. I get it. clever shit. And I guess that's why Kendrick more no, 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 you, you, <laughs> that, I don't listen to Eminem and it's crazy shit. I can understand, I can understand why, you, why you gravitate around Kendrick too, because Kendrick gives you that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Kendrick gives you that. Like, even gives even you when that it comes extent. to like real like music as it is now, like I listen to Joe Budden, all his mute mode music. Yo, I was a music. Yo, Joe Budden when you dropped Padded Room. Oh yeah, Fuck well, that, that was a fucking. That sick was. I heard when I heard bro. in my sleep, Oof. and then excess. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, like that's music, right? That's why, that's why, like when he dropped in his podcast, like the number three part, and then he was playing his shit. But you know, and, I was and like, yo, the funny thing about it too is like when crazy when that list came out, whoever put him as number three, I was saying like, as far as rapping, yeah, it was like, it was, I could make that argument. Number oh, three, hell yeah. Joe Budden? Joe Budden? Rapping. Th- rapping? Hey, we're just talking yes. rapping. No. We're just talking no. rapping. You guys no. not talking about music, no, like rapping. who makes the best no, song. Rap, I'm talking about Ability rapping. to rap. Yeah. Ability He's to rap. I can make that argument. Ability to no. rap. Joe, at least Never. give him top 10. He's top, top 5. Can, top I can 10, give maybe. Him, I can make the argument. Not top 5. Because if it's just talking ability to rap, Tupac goes down in my list. Oh, yeah. Because oh, Tupac, yeah. Tupac was not the best. He was not the uh, best no, 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 rapper. He was the best rapper. Bro, like, like when he listen- was, he was like, he's a poet in a sense. Where yes, yes. He makes you feel what he's talking about. Right. But when it comes to like technical rapping. Nah, bro. No one, I like, can put Joe There's a few there. people out there that 
I can't even put above Joe. Like they probably level with Joe. Like Castile. There's Speed. a few people that are automatically Stop, behind what? him because they lost to him in battles. Bro, so it's like that's bro. Simple. Yo, Styles P's nice though. Styles P's but nice. But that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just Don't saying. disrespect Styles P, right? You can't put Styles P. Abo- uh, you can't put Joe Button above Styles P. I'm sorry. I'm not saying. I'm just I'm saying doing they that. level. I'm they saying level if we're gonna have other. a conversation about. Technical rapping. Yo, if, sec- if we're I just talking technical rapping, there's no argument. Joe Button's there. Styles P. Yeah. And I'm going to give Jada Kiss Jada his Jada Kiss for sure. Because Jada, no. Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, Jada. alone is better than Joe Button. Everyone no. from the locks. Are you alone. out your fucking Ooh, mind? Joe Button is better than Shikush. <laughs> Joe Button is no, better no, than no, Shikush. No, no, no. Hold up. Hold up. Because you're. What are you talking about, anybody in the. First of all, Slow there's only Styles P that could probably keep up with Joe. And no, Jada I, can? I would say Jada. Jada, could. Jada, Jada, could. Jada, Jada cannot keep up with Joe with because you see like, the thing about Jada like there's is a way of putting good music bars together, but then there's but Joe then also Biden Jada could, becomes like, predictable with his schemes. His schemes, yeah, he's yeah. like does a one, predictable. One bars, even though, that, even, though, even, exactly though say. even though it's nasty when right. he says it, it's still yeah. nasty. Like, but he does get predict. I'm like, okay, yeah. I still listen to some Joe Button records I've been listening to for years. And catch clever shit. And At least like, say Beanie Siegel. Come on, Be- Beanie Siegel is <laughs> nice. Jesus. Well, even even even. Unfortunately, he. Had, I feel like his career is like Vince Carter, but Lloyd Banks. <laughs> oh, Banks. Yeah, early yeah. Banks. Like Banks I'm, is one I'm of those fan, guys. Who, I'm a fan of early Banks because I didn't like anything. Because of his early commercial success. Yeah, I know. Everybody and he was overlooked young, his and he actual. Was young. But, but you see, Banks, Cassidy, Fab, they are punchline kings. Like I put them in it different. They're like they they come up with clever shit. But Joe Bunn, like, could paint a fucking picture from beginning to end. Okay, and, like, yeah. he could put it all together, and it's just, it's theatrical. You, you know, like... Okay, and, and, like, that, and that ability, I, I, I could get... Like, I could, there's I, not... I there's very few. There's that ability, very few. I can understand. Like, you heard Kendrick on, like, Section 80. It was similar to that. You know what I mean? But Joe Bunn goes in, and he speak, he spit real shit. Like, He's a great storyteller. Yeah. He spit real shit. Like, you, you hear some of his raps, and, like, if you, you really follow his life... You could be like, oh, I know when he wrote this bar. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah like, like, like the whole, like, yeah, yeah, that like, type like of shit in my, for me like, in nice. my sleep, I had that shit on, and the video, like, when he had the video, that, and this is when he was like avant garde in a way, like just dropping his own content oh, yeah. on his own platform, yeah. Joe oh, Budden yeah. TV. He was the first was, one to actually go independent. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. massively made independent yeah, success. Yeah, no, like everything he did, especially like digitally, is like oh, yeah. with Amalgam Digital was like one of the first, yeah, real like. "Quote unquote" streaming or download, and there was another. Th- there was a one that he ran. With. What would he? What was that? Mood music came out on it. Mood music. Uh, those mood. mood they music. all came out on that. It was. It was Koch. Was it Koch? Or was it E One? E One. I think. Yeah, it was E One. Yeah, because I don't think it was Koch. Yeah, it was E One. I like. Dude, he ran like a whole series. Like, bro. Yeah. Hands down, it's all like ordinary the, love shit, like all this top five. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I, yo, when you drop OLS one and then that, that series, yeah. I was like, yo, Joe Budden is is how I found out of Frank Ocean. Oh, Frank Ocean. I was on Twitter <laughs> and Joe Budden tweeted Frank Ocean Novocaine, like the the YouTube yeah. link. Yeah, and I just listened to it. He's like, oh, I hear you, Frank. Then you just put a link. Nostalgia and then, Ultra is one of the greatest yeah, mixtapes ever. It was on, I was like, this Dawson days. I was on break. I was on Conrad's. And I'm just on my laptop. Oh my God, and then so like good. I'm like, yo, this track is amazing. Yeah. Frank Ocean. I'm like, then That's I started. Frank is and nice. then Nostalgia oh, Ultra. Yo, I listened to this. I'm like, yo, this shit is incredible. But then like Frank Ocean, like Malibu. I could not get into Channel Orange. I could not get into anything after Frank or after Honestly, that. Channel Orange grew on me. It took me a while. Nah. Like there was a Pyramids like, is the, my only Pyra- shit on that one. Like yeah, Pyra- of course. Like, Pyramids, Pyramids when that shit like, came out, that nine minute song, I had that shit on repeat for like an hour. But like that was an album that I felt like the first time I heard, I was just kind of like, it's all right. But it grew on me later on. The same way like fucking Blonde did. 
No, when I, I didn't, first I didn't heard even, Blonde, I didn't. Besides, I was what, not fucking. I was like, besides what, the fuck? what may have been played in radio, I did not hear anything about Blonde. No, I did not I want to. to that. I was so turned off after I Channel li- Orange. Dude, nah. like Blonde is one of those albums, man. That you have to be in a particular mood, and I it's guess. just gonna hit you. I guess it's yeah, just gonna hit that you. Mood I guess. is not yet. Because because I what after after Nostalgia Ultra, what I did was. I found his. He had like a back catalog of like forty songs. Like yeah, Lonnie he had Bro collection. Like a bunch of when he, was, he had a name on, he had a name yeah. of Lonnie Bro. When he's a lot of times he was because he was a songwriter Sorry, before. Right. He was yeah. ghostwriting for I guess so. I guess those are the demos. Right. And then a lot of them were with James Font Leroy uh, mm. production and and I was just like, yo, these songs are amazing, bro. Yeah. Like they never came out. Officially, but they're fucking amazing. Uh, Frank Ocean's got some. Uh, so his some pen game, I'm never gonna. Time, oh no, he's definitely up there with his pen game. His pen game is ridiculous. And all I'm saying is the best album in the last three years is Friday on Elm Street. The best album in, that? Hmm. in the last nah. ten years. When it's it comes a great, to pure, it's a great album. Jada and, and Fabulous is a great album, but Friday I would say it's the album. best in the last ten years. Nah. Mm. In rapping, is pure rapping. You, that's nah. the best. Who well, really have because to, because it's pure rapping. That's the best. Nah, bro. But I wouldn't even say like, on a pure rapping side. Like, I'd because they, have to sit down and go through, but no, I wouldn't. Oh, I love Lost. That's probably one of the greatest albums ever. Well, the whole series. Well, he's saying crazy. in the last 10. Well, that came all, out, what? all Love Lost. basically 10, okay, 2010 till now, basically. But, but All Love Lost came out. That was his last album. All Love Lost last, came out like No, in his 20, last one was uh, Rage in the Machine. No, no, no. no all Love Lost came out after that, I after believe. That, it was like 2014. Rage in the Machine was with A-Rap music. And then he came out with the other one. Where uh, sure? OS four, yeah, all love lost. That's what he it was came like out. Twenty fourteen, yeah. That I'm was correct. the last last album. I could I could almost guarantee you. Because yeah. I remember I, I remember him, Rage was the I remember last seeing one. him tweet about it. He went everything. on tour with for Rage. That was like what two three years ago. Mm, I don't know. Those two albums came out in a in a in like a nine months span. Yeah, span. It wasn't yeah. like. All right, not to deviate too much. Well, we're going we're going to go to a different topic. Um, I know you guys want to talk about the um, the Jay Z yeah, thing. Was the last one. Keep going. The Jay Z thing. Is that you? You guys want to talk about that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's jump into it. If you guys are up for it, Jamal you want to take the lead on this, Jamal? Yeah, no, I'll, Jamal bro, I'll let you guys take lead. the lead, Jamal. No, no, I'm not gonna take the lead on nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. He always has to flip. bring things to it, but never actually. <laughs> I didn't bring shit. Jason presented it. What do you mean I presented? Because I'm it's presenting the topic. It's my it's, boy. It's Hove the Jigger <laughs> Right. I'm not a Memphis Bleak, bro. I'm not in his will anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be in Jay Z's will. Yo, facts. That's, that's, a, that's, <laughs> a good, that's not even a, that's a good problem to, to have, bro. You put me in your will, and it's like, all right, I may not ever I'm have a hit. I'm a millionaire. Yeah. I, I, even I, if I die, it's in my will somewhere, somewhere. So you yeah. could just kick back and chill somewhere. Yeah. You don't even have so to I'm write So I'm sure moms. by now most of you have heard how Jay Z's got a deal going with the NFL. And although not. Every single fine print detail of it has come out. Everyone's had their speculations about it, put their two cents here and there. What we know so far, he's supposed to be doing a partnership with them performance-wise, where he's going to be helping them with like halftime shows for the Super Bowl and yeah. then other partnerships around music, different teams, music-wise, things of that nature. Plus, taking the lead on the project that the NFL started for bringing more social awareness to different communities and through the NFL as a whole. So what do you guys think about this? Like, what are your initial thoughts when you heard it? Like, I think it's a great thing. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't see, I, I see a lot of people going off. Mm-hmm. and I just don't get it. Because to me, it's like, 
it's about progression. Like, okay, we get the pit, we get the point. These guys, you know, Kaepernick, uh, Eric Green, whatever how you pronounce his name. I'm not there when his mother's <laughs> name him. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Kaepernick. <Who>? Kaepernick. <laughs> okay, you're happy. Well, Jamal, would you come if someone call you Jamali? Bro, I shit? live in Quebec. They fuck my name up on the <laughs> I'm daily. I'm not talking about Quebecers. I'm talking about other people, dog. But anyways, I'm just saying, like, I think what Jay-Z is doing, I think most people don't understand. And I think if they're going to give him the opportunity to do be involved and then use it, like, he's already big on the whole prison reform. Like, I don't think he's not going to encompass all what he's doing, especially for this type of uh, position. I don't see the big harm in it. I don't think he betrayed... The movement, I don't think he, he sold out. I mean, he sold out. He sold out a long time ago, if that was the case. It's just not now. Um, <laughs> so I don't see the point. Like, people going at it. It's like a bunch of people like to, to criticize some shit, but they got no, no replacement solutions. Mm. So don't criticize if you have nothing to offer in replace of that. Jason, what do you feel about it? Me? Oh, man. Jay-Z, you already know how I feel about Jay-Z as a person anyway. How do you feel about this? It's even Keep worse. It on topic. It's even worse because <laughs> I understand what Jamali's talking about in the case of, you know, um, he's doing good things, but what has Jay-Z ever done that's good that you see in the public? Jay-Z never initiates anything. He always jumps on to people think and co-ops it. So, for example, the movement thing with Kaepernick and Eric Reed, he was saying that, oh, we're, we're way past kneeling now. We're not doing that. I'm like, when did who made you the leader of this? When did you come in? And mm. him lying about talking to Kaepernick when that didn't happen. He never said that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did say mm. that. Him, him lying when the Barclays Center went up, saying that we're going to have affordable housing to black people who are getting kicked out when the Let's Barclays Center. Keep it Center. on this right now. It is. Has, it has to do with this. It has to do with this. It's the same thing. He's he's the whole thing with the NFL is to show the optics of that. All right, we understand you. We're going to do. We're going to do things to get through the NFL for social injustice. That's the, that's the disguise of what you see from Jay-Z. However, like Jay-Z, he's going to do, he's going to tell you one thing, buy stock in something, sell his stock, and just forget about everything and just go his own way, make his money. That's what he always does. Example, he did, he did I, it for Barney's. I personally he did like, it for Barney's when Barney's <laughs> had the racist thing, kept his stock in that. He did it for Barclays Center when he said to black people, that, oh, we're, you're going to keep your house and you have social housing. Barclays Center is up. It's booming now, making a lot of money, and there's still no social housing after how many years, and now this NFL thing. So why should we give him the benefit of the doubt if twice before he's, he's been, he suckered people? So, so wait, if I get what you're saying is that you feel he's, all these moves is just like... For personal gain. It's, per, it's strictly personal gain, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Masking it to be like he's for the people? That's right. Mm, I well, I can't agree with that because one thing that we do know, especially after like the last tax season came out, about the amount of people who were quote-unquote social justice warriors who were arrested during peaceful protests that he paid for numerous amount of people's bails as well as establishing programs to help people who were incarcerated through nonviolent drug charges. He's helped get them out of prison as well. The whole Barkley situation, I'm not versed enough in it to make comment on that. So I don't know if what you're saying is true or not. I'll leave that alone. But based on what's happening with the NFL right now, the one thing I want to know that really hasn't come out are what are the fine details of all of this? Yeah. Like what exactly is this partnership going to entail? What are the things he's going to be incorporated? We know that one of the things is the fact that he is going to be taking or taking the lead, not really taking over, but taking the lead in 
the awareness and social awareness part that the NFL essentially made a thing after players started kneeling. So what is that going to entail as well? Are you going to be working with those players at some point in time? Or is it just going to be you going out, creating programs and things of that nature to help essentially help out communities? You know, like I want to know what are the fine details that are becoming out of this. And my thing is, is that instead of going to the players, he went to the owners first. But wait, but 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 even with that, I'm not necessarily mad at him going straight to the people who are at the table, because at some point in time, you need somebody to sit at the table. You know, like a lot of people are are mad at the fact that he said, you know, the time for kneeling is done and that now is the time for action. Maybe he could have picked better words, but I'm not mad at him saying now is the time for action because at some point, yeah, you need to do something that's more than just bringing awareness. Once you've brought awareness to something, what is the next step? And if he's him being at the table and him being able to talk to these owners and talk to these people that are in a position of power to make something happen, I don't see that as a bad thing. But as I said, we still need to know the details of what those conversations and what those meetings will entail for the future. I think um, the way the way I, the way I see it is um, number one, we're going to check the box for personal gain. Yes, there's he's there's he's in there. it. He's in it for his for his own skin. First of all. Um, but like I, like I, this, cause we had this conversation come up where I was just at before and I'm going to say, hear what I said then is this is not off brand. This move is not off brand of hope. It's not off brand of mm. how he operates and it's not off brand that we never know the full scope of things until things play out. Yeah. Like this is from, for example, he said, like if I'm going to use music as a reference, he, he said it himself in Moment of Clarity on the Black Album in 2003. How can I help the poor if I'm one of them? So I got rich and gave back to me. That's the win-win. So next time you see the homie and his rim spin, just know my mind is working just like them. You know, that is like the prime example of that. What he's doing now is that prime example of like, yo, like you say, go to the players, but it's like, what is he going to do if he goes to the players? Like, what can the players do? Well, realistically? like the players' association that. But what are they? But what NFL. can they do? They can't. They can't really. There's only so much they can because do. Because my thing with my thing with especially with Jay Z, like he said to people like Jermaine Dupri and all these other people, don't do any business with the NFL. Don't do any business Wait, with the NFL. I'm going to stop you. Did he say don't do business with them or? Because I'm, I'm asking because obviously I don't. We don't know the conversation took place. He said don't but work with them. He himself did not want to work with. He himself rejected their offer. What was it last year? Yeah, yeah him and his year. wife. Him and his wife rejected the offer, and then he was encouraging other other people to. to Rihanna had rejected to, to not, as well. Yeah. Yeah. but don't you think that ties in with what's happening now? Where it's like, yo, he knew that because he knew that. Okay, I'm going to be sitting down with them soon, and something might come about that's no. going to put me in a position where no. now it's like I'm here. So now let's really talk, and I have my people now because if if all of them accept it, it's like if Jay Z accepted to perform, it only like validates no it, vali- it validates to, yeah. it validates the power of the NFL the, already. It's like oh, you guys are complaining, but the guy we that already you call, had you. Oh, we already yeah. and he accepted uh, our performance money for chump change. Nope. But Jay Z's like no, wait, yo, if you if you basically hire, it's a work for hire basically if you perform for if you did the the, the halftime show, yeah. work for hire, and then when it's done, it's done. But it's like no. I'm not going to say yes, and I'm not going to let you pull more people from the community for the for a short term for just a for just a bag. I'm going to sit down with you guys, and mm-hmm. we're going to have this conversation. I, I'm I'm giving you what yeah. I'm, how I'm seeing it. It's yeah. like I'm going to 
I'm, we're going to have this conversation. Yes, on surface level, I handle entertainment. Yes, I'm going to get a prettier penny in my pocket. That's no problem. I'm hove. I make business moves, and this is this makes sense for me also. But we these conversations need to to to, to take place now in the office, not just on the field. Kaepernick started on the field, but now it's, we can't just stay. We can't just be. What when I hear him say we're done kneeling, it's him saying like we can't be content with the fact that okay now. The, what happened on the field had there was been a response to it no now the next move is yo listen you're not just gonna uh take the people from the community because you got money now like i'm mm-hmm. here with you guys so let's talk you want to come into the community we got to talk about this shit happening in the community because yeah. at a point you guys are eventually going to need to save face f- in front of the community because a big portion of nfl players are black you know yeah. what happens when there's a eventually uh, uh obviously they have the monopoly on football but god forbid something happens and then there's a new league or something like that and it's like yo, you never know man you, but the I, thing about it though like this so is how I, I see that i see how that plays out mind you i could be in two years it, let's say like i said to the other guy in two or three years uh shout out dj bobby Payne because i told him this and i'm gonna tell you guys this too if in two three years or whatever time it plays out we see him really really it goes to to to, to what you were saying where it's really just personal gain then when his term is up he just walks out and and nothing has Seem to change by Ali Ali Putin. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing is, I, I could I could agree with Jason if what he was saying is actually true. Like where the Barclays is, is downtown Brooklyn. Yeah, I've seen it. That was a very neglected area. I've seen it. You feel me? Like it wasn't a glorious place. It was a very neglected area. A lot of people who sold their houses sold their house for two and three times the market value. They paid them out. So it wasn't like a bunch of people got put out on the road and, you know, left for for whatever. The Barclays, the presence of the Barclays rejuvenated that area of the city, created jobs. Facts. Let's mm. not let's not over like I'm just not, glide. Hold on. I let you speak. Kay. I didn't let it. I didn't. <laughs> this guy. I, no, but it's the truth. Like it, he created jobs. He signed a deal with Spike. A lot of people don't talk about this. He signs a deal with Spike. To produce documentaries oh, yeah, that's the way it should yes, be produced. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Khalif so you have the Trayvon, you have the Khalif Broder, you have uh, the Tamar Rice story mm-hmm. they're working on. They're working on a bunch of other stories, and they're putting these content out all through him. He is on Tidal. Tidal is the highest paid streaming service yeah. for artists. So don't say here and say he's always in it for himself. Jay-Z and Beyonce, Denzel Washington are the top, one of the top three in the top five bigger donors of celebrities so when you make it seem like oh he's out there for himself you have to really look and see how he strategized and put himself in that position he's always been he whatever he invests himself in he goes all the way in yes obviously yeah don't work with the nfl is one thing from his business move in the past i can't say that he's not gonna he didn't take that deal last year because he had no leverage. That's At this point, there's clearly leverage mm-hmm. on his end, yeah. and he knows he's going to be able to well, manipulate. What's his, what's his leverage? I don't know the, the dealings. The revenue for NFL and profit for NFL has been going up. What What is his I leverage? I know, it, and that's my next point. What's his it, leverage? It's been going up. So all you people who want to criticize him for taking the deal, all y'all never turn off your TV last season on Sundays? I told y'all, you they wouldn't. Y'all been watching it. So it's like, oh, Jay-Z's wrong for taking the deal. But you guys are not wrong for supporting it, buying jerseys, going to games. Hi, I'm Tefera Jemian, one of the hosts of Yeah! 
a podcast on the Upford Network. We're talking about young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what the YA genre can teach us at any age. Join me and my co-host, Hannah Bailey, as we talk about friendships, dating, family relationships, sexuality, experiences of queerness, body politics, and more through the lens of our favorite YA novels as well as books we're just discovering. The Yeah! Podcast, available through the Upford Network and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Hey, I'm Aaron Lakoff, host of Changing on the Fly, a brand new podcast on the Upford Network. Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing pinkle media, bleeding hearts guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts, or visit us online at changingontheflypodcast.wordpress.com. You, you, that, that's fair, right? You guys are supporting the movement. The NFL had bigger reviews. Big, the, the, the Super Bowl has been at the highest it has ever been in a while. Last Super Bowl. So all you guys are talking about Jay Z should have never done this. Jay Z should have never done that. I think cut it out, bro. I think what a lot of people may have issue, issues with, and they probably have a hard time wording it. Uh-huh. I think I would understand. I would understand the the being mad at Jay Z just because of the fact that he doesn't seem as transparent, in the sense where he's not he's not vocally saying, "Yo, I'm making a deal with NFL." No. This is what the deal entails. I will earn this amount of money. With this amount of money, I will do this, this, this. Like he's not walking but like a politician. I know, but that's what that's what is unfair. Like we kind of that's what we that's the as, plight of celebrity. Like we want that. It's like yo, you're yeah. like you we, because then it's like oh, but without us, you would have never been where you are. So you owe that to us. But it's like yeah. to an extent, no. But there's like, a lot of celebrities that that join campaigns that don't divulge those information of course not so and then why do we have why do you think they I would agree have with that you. They, they shouldn't. people are nosy they shouldn't plain and simple they that, i agree they shouldn't <laughs> like yo if if this if this deal took place obviously there have been a lot of consultations beforehand absolutely. there have been a lot of discussions taken beforehand absolutely there have been a lot of like this guy did not get to where he's at now by signing deals off a of whim off of emotion yeah. right like this is probably the most lot like you said it's probably at this point now it's probably the most logical move business-wise and also just social, like social, uh, in terms of the social game, the social yeah. uh, sphere, like, in, like, and you said it's leverage. Like, like, so you're like last year, if all those people performed that he encouraged not to perform, he would have lost a lot of let. Because by now, those they probably have a clear idea of what's happening now. Some of right. the celebrities, re, yo, I'm pretty sure Rihanna has an idea of what's happening. Of course, Rihanna has an idea of what's happening, and Rihanna may have her. may have a play. <laughs> Rihanna may have a play for, for all we a know. A lot of people who are criticizing him don't see as far as from the tip no, of their and nose. No, I'm, I'm yeah. not seeing football players. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm seeing football players. Uh, they're like, oh, Jay Z never been on the field, never took a knee. 
It's like, yo, like, this is... Jamani, it's not the same game. It's not the same. It's not the You can't, like... And it's this like is something f- that we... we oh, man. We, when Freddie Gibbs see, was saying see, fuck Kaepernick, it's we, like, come we on, see, man. When we see each other in, in outside, it's like, you know, you agree with me. It's like, a lot of people think pe- certain people at different levels... Like, not everybody plays the same game that you play. Right. And the general public, especially those people that are mad at Jay-Z, like, Jay-Z's not playing this... It's not the same rules. Mm. So you guys are trying to judge him off your rules when he's... Three, four times above that. Like, he's in a different game. And the game he's in now, business-wise, is probably new to an extent. Oh, for because sure. he's sitting down with... Billion a billion-dollar boy Now club. he's sitting with the movers and shakers of the country. Yeah. Like, literally, like, the billionaires who own NFL teams, um, they have plays in the politics. They have yeah, plays like, in business. Honestly, them owning NFL teams is, it's, like, it's, the, it's, least it's the least lucrative important. thing that they actually Yo, have. Yo, bro, it's their toy. <laughs> bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's their little... Well, it's like the it, Ferrari for them. They own them just to have bragging rights That's when they exactly need to in their like, golf clubs and everything. The, the, the Cleveland Browns been shit till now. I don't, we'll see what happens, but the Cleveland Browns been one of the worst teams uh, ever. I don't think you should talk bad about the Cleveland Browns. Our producer is a big fan. Okay. We could talk about the bad days. All I'm saying is that in general, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm using an example. Is it the teams that are the 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 teams that are not the top doing well. teams they're that are not around. doing well? They're losing money. Like they, they they probably operate at a loss at a point, but the billionaires don't care because they have they have plays in other in other sectors. So Jay Z's sitting with them. But I mean, and it's like it's every it's like every few years he reaches um, uncharted territory yeah. from where he's from. So. And like he's kind of bringing us there because of the fact that he's making those headlines. If Jay Z never took that deal, we would have never. But Hove is not known for for taking random deals. No, no. Everything has always been strategic. Yeah. Secondly, like the NFL had like to me them going at him and making this deal showed respect to his his influential level that he had. Like he literally fucked their halftime show. Last Super Bowl, like he literally, just, I'm convinced that was a play for what's happening now. I'm, I'm guaranteed, guaranteed. I'm sure title is a part of it. He has all sorts of but shit plugged in. Like yeah. we should have known from the time he was telling people not to perform that something was in the work. Oh, for sure. When did when did when did Beyonce perform? Two years back. Yeah, yeah. Two and even 2017. And and, and that was yeah. that the last or 16. Was that the last greatest halftime show since? Well, yeah. basically, that, prob- that, that, might prob- that might that might probably be the best halftime show for at least another mm. another while. Yeah. Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. No, but that's what I'm saying. So that probably too was a play because Beyonce owns all the rights to that halftime show. Yeah, right. So it's like. This is probably what's happening now. It's probably been at least considered, right? Eighteen months ago, and I think like ago. it, you know, it's one thing to say like, oh, he shouldn't have not take the deal. At least we're at the table, bro. Like fact, that's what, fact. like I mean, every every, and I've talked to you, Math, about it. I've talked to Jason about it. I think we've I've even spoken to you about it. Like we, as a movement, as Black people, we have the same recipe. Something happened. We get we mad. protest. <laughs> we get mad. We burn <laughs> our villages down, and then and we go, then back, we home go and back home to sleep. And then we, we still got to work. It's all cycle, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we're broke. So, we got to work. I'm not, so long we so I'm not against. I think what he said is really true. Okay, the kneeling part's over. We get the picture. Now let's move on to other things that's going to make Bo- those those kneeling yeah. worthwhile. Before we go back to the same cycle again. Yeah. Because that might have most likely happened if this... Uh, of course. You know, so. And I mean like Eric Reed, bro. Like you're still getting paid from the Carolina Panthers. Like yeah. fuck out of here! Apparently he's getting paid from that, and he still has his con- like he's still getting his contract money. Bro, he's yeah, getting yeah, that's what paid. he got from the settlement. Yeah, he's get he's getting money because there was an amount of time when he wasn't in. in yeah. Like he essentially, I don't know if he got cut or so he's, his getting, contract he's getting ended that or whatever. Money. But yeah, yeah, he got that money back. But he still has his contract guaranteed money, right? Yeah. Right. So it's like, and like I mean, no one's going at 
Kaepernick for for taking that settlement deal. Like, if you really wanted to show bias, I wanted to know the I want to know the details. Of fuck that the details. <laughs> if he really wanted to expose the NFL for being biased, prejudiced, and all of that, don't take the settlement and let their shit get exposed. If that's what you're really about, do it. Like, there's no point of him taking the deal and then feel slighted because Jay-Z now signed the deal. Like, I don't get that. Like, to me, it's like, you settled. Like, to me, your gripe, and they both said it, their gripe was never with the NFL. Yeah. So I don't understand why it's now a big deal because Jay-Z signed with the NFL if their initial shit was not with the NFL. So where is this? Because they, the the, they use the NFL as the as the, the as the channel. The gripe with Jay Z because it seems that he co-opted. Because you're saying you just said right now he settled. So and for Jay Z to say, "Oh, we're done kneeling and stuff," was like, "Hell no, yeah, we done kneeling." No we are. Was, but no one was talking to Jay Z about kneeling and stuff like that. Yes, they did. He's taking it as his own, as if we're done kneeling. No, when no, people no, no, said no, no. when he never did anything. That's the point. What do you mean he what never? Mean, what do you mean he never done Ka- anything? The whole Kaepernick thing and why people are mad with. A lot of people are mad at us because he says, oh, we're done kneeling. Dude, we dude, are done that's kneeling. Truth. But that's he, a good thing. That's he progression. Himself, he himself was not kneeling at all. He Where was he doing kneeling? Who, Jay-Z? Jay-Z? In his yes. office? But that's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not the same game. Like, why are we waiting for Jay-Z to kneel? And Jay-Z's a rapper. Jay-Z that's metaphoric. Like, we're, stop, we're, we're not bending to no rules now. It, we're standing up. That's probably what, you know, like, look at the bigger picture. You guys are taking shit from a simple perspective. Yeah. And then that's exactly kneeling, like, he's never he's he's not an athlete. I don't need him to kneel to nah, believe like, that what he's trying like, to do okay, is actually good. Okay, like, okay, I think I, I get I get like I'm not I think maybe his point or like I think from what you're saying, mm-hmm. you would have a good amount of people that let's say out of a hundred people, sixty are mad at Jay Z. Out of sixty, maybe forty wouldn't be mad anymore if they saw Jay Z on the sideline while Kaepernick yeah. was kneeling. No, what they would have been like oh, they would have been like, Oh my god, he's He's with us and everything, so we want him to come back down to our level. Right, but it's like no, like he's not effective. He's not effective. At, but at that all level. these people, Stephen A. Smith never kneeled. They never seen him kneel, but he has something to make, some comment to make. No, he actually backed up what Jay Z was doing. That's oh the well, thing. he's he, a smart guy. He backed well, up what Jay Z was doing. Look, Jay Z has done like, more than enough, more than we are even aware of. Oh, for sure, for the community, but for see, the, the same communities that's that are ridiculing him right now. You just said he did more that no, we're not aware of. But, but why does he have why, to advertise? Look, it's saying. the exact same thing when we were having that conversation about Oprah and, and you, everybody you, else. You, where you I feel like you don't have to make announcements of every little thing you do. You just told me that. Oh, I don't know what the whole thing with Barkley is. I can tell you, me and if Jamali remembers, we were directly involved in what happened. And we were getting answers back on what was going on in Barclay. We worked for a call center that did, before Barclays was built, to get mm-hmm. everyone's opinion on how mm. the Barclays were getting built. Mm-hmm. No one liked it. Everyone okay, said this no, was happening. And like that makes sense. Jamali just said, with everything that happened as a result of the Barclays going up, yes, it seems like jobs, it was a got, great idea. Yeah, but the people who lost their houses never went back But they houses. didn't lose their houses. No, Their houses not weren't everyone, to- taken from got, them. Not they were paid. paid. But yes. They, they were paid. What you think? Not everyone were paid out. You think, literally speaking, Jason. No, that, not everyone were paid out. First of all, they weren't even brownstones. So let's, let's, let's make sure we put that out there. Dude, it doesn't matter what the house is. The thing is... They got... They got three times the value of their property. Listen, they said they were going to put in affordable half of those, housing. Half of those buildings down there were going to be condemned within five years. Okay, they, it's fine if you just How the, the fuck buildings. you mean it's fine? But if you say you're going to put affordable housing in a place where you took down people's housing, now they can't get back housing in the places where no, they want to live. No, but if they were paid two, so three they were times paid. the amount, 
right? And then now they got money to go. What's in. three times? What's three? T- how much were the houses worth? To I don't know. Let's say the oh, houses were worth a hundred thousand. You get paid back three hundred thousand. The houses. I mean. Find me. Find you can't, you can't even find a box yeah, in New York for hundred thousand. I know. I'm, I'm using an example. But right. I'm like, so like, they got paid. Point blank. Period. They took the money. They signed on the paper. No one like, was. And obviously, of course, most people will not be for. The building being built, and you because then they have to. It's the inconvenience of them knowing shit. I have to. I've been here yeah, forever. These are older to, people, by the way. Let's put this into perspective. That, yeah, that's 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 important to know. Like, it's not like you know. The if, value. If it was us, like if we're living, if if you're living in a rundown apartment building, be like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna build something here, but we're gonna pay you like whatever. It's like, yo, I'm taking it. Why not? Like, you don't have any attachments yeah. to the. But if you're talking to older people. Who? Yeah, but you're paying you're paying people the amount of a house that if they okay you give them the money where else where you're gonna put them in an apartment okay so no but they got else? the money they go okay. that's how America runs okay they get they can get the money but if you're getting paid you can get whatever money but if you can't afford if whatever money you're giving you to to pay it doesn't make what do you any mean sense. you're getting paid a certain amount of money but is that money enough for you to go buy another place. Well, that sh- for, well sh- I mean, if they're getting three times the value, normally they should be enough to go well, find but, a place but, where. But this is where you put things into perspective, Jason. If they don't, ha- if that money was not good enough for them to get where they were going, then the Barclays should have never been built. Those houses would have been condemned. They would have never gotten any money because the city would have condemned the, the building. So the value they would have been put out. The, they would have just been paid out by the city, whatever the city felt was needed. And it would have created Those would have been broken down, and some guy would have gentrified the whole neighborhood. There will be no jobs. There will be no nothing. So what are we talking about? Well, if you say to these people, we're going to demolish your house, and you're going to have first dibs at affordable housing where we have everything built up, and there's still no affordable housing after no, but, 10 years. Which is why maybe they got, which is in the reason they got paid two to three times the amount. Like but it's, even, it's, even a, it's, a, it's a, it's a, how do you call? It's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. Like, okay, let's say they did find the, they, okay, so you would rather have them have found affordable housing rather than get two, three times the amount that they. No, 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 but this is, this is a part that doesn't make sense. They're going to give them out that valuation pay them out whatever a multiple of whatever it's worth then still allocate housing for them that makes zero sense that makes no sense but their house the housing the whatever they have now at barclays is you saying three times the amount it's almost 40 times the amount of what it is right now but it's making the economy run in that area people need jobs bro like economy like at least if it's one thing I know about, especially here in North America, like anything that can help stimulate economy without the government or with the least amount of input from the government, they will yeah, uh, uh, reward you for it. Barclays is tax free. Just like Madison Square Garden no. is tax free. Well, does it, gen- does it stimulate? Pay, does it stimulate it generates e- revenue. Yeah. Does it generate and stimulate economy, at least locally? Uh, 110%. So, so it'll make s- the government is going to reward that. Of course. Because kicking, it's less expenses for the government. But you're kicking out everyone who no, lives you're there not. You're, you're not kicking them out. You'll be like, yo, listen, we're, like, your place is not going to be there anymore for this place of business. So here is money. But even though the point in case is they're going to get kicked out regardless because if they weren't able to keep up with the upkeep of their building and all that extra shit, it was going to be condemned. So what are we arguing? What, what is there to argue about? Their right. building was going to get shut down. All right, leave them on the street then. That's what, you, that's what it is. If they Yo, get, but they're going to be on the street anyway. Listen, Take you your money. You put me on the street. I'd rather be put on the street with, with three million. <laughs> Okay, or like whatever, one million. Enough money that they weren't going to be able to relocate. Yeah. Like they weren't yeah. like just giving five dollars in here because the then, if, because the then if I'm smart, I'm getting three times the value of my house. I'm going into an apartment that was cheaper than where I lived. I'm going to save the There's extra. There's no such thing in New York. The cheaper than where I lived. 
There is gonna saying, there like, is like move to Jersey. <laughs> fuck, I don't know. That's an inconvenience. <laughs> Go to fucking Virginia, bro. You, like I'm just saying. The case it's the point inconvenience is, of movement that people don't want. That the, I get. The yeah. point. But, the case and point is, there is more positive that came out of the Barclays than negative. Than negative. And yes, he did shoulder the whole deal. Like he was an owner. We knew he owned the owner like what three percent, one percent, one point five percent, something Whatever. like that. And at the end of the day, he brought back life to that city. Whether you want to give him credit or not, like there's concerts at the Barclays. Yeah. There is basketball games. I think hockey's supposed to be there at some point yeah, if they're the, not already I there. I think the Islanders, the Islanders are supposed to go over there. Oh, shit. So, yeah, they're already playing there. Yeah, so it's like that's value. People's life are be, have been impacted by that. The quality of general quality of life has gone up at least. Uh, hell gone yeah. Down, so that area, the, uh, without, that area of New York is so, uh, Brooklyn itself is beautiful now. Bro. Without government, it, the, I'm telling you, the government does not want to do shit. The more things you can, the more things people can do without governments. Like spending money for it, they will yeah. reward you. Like, and think about the excitement. Now they got KD, they got Kyrie. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, shit's looking up and up. <laughs> See, I want to segue into basketball now since you mentioned. Oh, uh, bro. <laughs> we could jump I, in on that, man. I mean, it is what it is. Your boy, man. My boy. Why is everybody my boy? Made out of glass. <laughs> Carmelo's never been my boy. I wasn't talking about Carmelo. Who's boy? Demarcus. That's not I my know. guy. Marcus, man. I'm sad. Not your I'm, No, I'm sad, yo. I'm, honestly, <laughs> I am sad, man. I'm sad, to be honest, because it's like, yo. Because I feel like this was, and it was something I was saying last year where he was trying to come back but after we said that, that yeah, injury. We said I was that. like, he's it's coming too, back too, too fast, soon. and he's just going to re-injure it or something he worse. Was coming back. That's For all sure, he's coming back. But at that point, like, yo, dude, 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 what were the Warriors supposed to do? No, I just felt like he, swept. I think the smartest thing he should have done was, even though he got that, that contract for the one year, just... Take your time. Don't try to rush back. And I know, like for him, it's like, dude, when you the thing when is you love also, a sport the way that these also, guys love it. Tell yourself, like, this is crazy. And this is, I think, similar to Melo's. Like, when you got guys who spent their whole lives, yeah, being the that's man, it. Like your they whole only life, know one you thing. Were the man. It's like, like Demarcus only knows one thing. He only life, knows one you sport. The so man, of so course, like, he wants to be playing. And you, you were, you were always the focal point in wherever you went. So yeah. now it's like he went from. He never what he when he got injured he was on the road to getting a super max he was yeah. like two well, days max away deal? from getting a no two years from a, a max deal but no the, it was less than that like the, the injury that he got that's like at the end of the season he was gonna be able to the get season. a max wasn't at the end yeah of the, it was a max it was a yeah. max deal. yeah yeah I'm talking about max so he yeah. was that season he got injured yeah yeah he was gonna get he a was max. gonna get the max yeah down to a, a minimum bro. five like, million I think he got for that season that is ridiculous and I hope his finances are in order I think they were saying in total he would have got two hundred and ten million. That, yeah. This was his, this was gonna be his second time getting paid though. He got yeah, paid. Which uh, fucking sucks, man. He got paid and then that, now, like, I, yeah, did you see the video? He was in practice and he just like just fell. Like, it just I'm like, yo, this guy. I, I I said this guy needs to retire. I don't think he needs to retire, but he needs to get literally in shape. just no. It's not even he's in shape. The problem his is body's weak, when. Bro. Especially when you had an injury like the Achilles and then coming back from it, I think it was what the quad that hit the afterwards. Quad that snapped and I, I think they were saying that it was on the opposite leg. So essentially right. what happened was because, because the you're, leg you're compensated injured, so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you're the injuries on one leg, you, you try to use it a bit less because you're you don't trust it. Right. And you just end up wearing overworking out the other the one. other leg. So yeah. that fucked it up. So it's really messed up to see something like that happen because now it's more a matter of you really need to just let, let your, your body, body rest. Yeah. 
You know, and, and I think for him, you know, going to the Lakers, he thought, you know what, I'm going to have this offseason to just relax, take it easy. You don't think in like a regular scrimmage you're just going to have that issue That's happen. Yeah, but I think I think it's a good thing for him for this to happen. At least he still has another four or five years to play. If he was to really sit out this one year yeah, he needs and to get like sit, really. If he sits out this one, at least like what, 12 to 18 months, man. Like, well, yeah. I mean. Or even come it. back in the middle of next season. Nah, like, not, no, even. not even. Like, not even. Because and that's the thing, like him trying to come back last season after the injury, you saw it. And even when you watched him play, yeah, yeah, he wasn't hundred percent. He, like, he was not getting up. Like first was, off, his conditioning every, was every so bad. Every bucket you felt, you. I feel like yeah. I felt the pain, especially in the ser- in the final series. Like yeah. every bucket. Every like, yeah, was first gingerly. game where like he came in and he was really rocking it. You were like, yo, that's good. But then. You just notice, especially the fact that they overplayed him in that game anyways. They, uh, yeah, they tried to run him much. regular minutes, and it's like, I looked at it as he should have played nothing more than 15 minutes in that game. He didn't have Because you saw in the next game, conditioning was just horrible. Like, he didn't have he it in him because yeah. his body wasn't used to going to that level of exertion. So, the best thing he could do is just sit, let the body heal, but then start getting your strength back, start doing your conditioning. Just Larry, take your LeBron time to would send him up. to his doctors, you know? Let him get some uh, of that preferential treatment. LeBron Dr. Bread, bro, because LeBron... <laughs> nah, LeBron could afford to, you know, LeBron, give him a free break. Look, if he's smart, for one, for one like, you ain't hear this from me, right? You know, you, you tell the Lakers, you know what? Just cut me. Give me like 20%. And then once he's no longer on a roster, take some PEDs. Just let that those hormones help the muscles heal properly. Bruh. I'm sure they're Sit using that. Hey, I'm sure if he's on a roster, that. he can still get drug tested. But if he's not on a roster, they can't drug test. For real? You can't. Ju- real. You could drug test. Uh, he has to have a physical before he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Before well, he comes back. Yeah, yeah. But if he's not on a roster, they can't test him because he's technically not an employee. Yeah. But if he if he gets a physical when he comes back, he it's kind is, of like the same thing. Bro, that you they just do, gotta uh, give it what couple weeks. The NFL. No, when, but it, when you're in the off season, they don't test you during the off season. But the second you come back yeah. to you're like el- OTAs, you're, 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 you're eligible for tests, which is why a lot of times these players will like hold out from yeah. OTAs. <laughs> it's because they're waiting for the drugs Drug to get out their system, system before yeah. they go back in. Edelman got caught because he came back a bit too, too soon. early. Yeah, bro, we <laughs> oh <my laughs> miscalculated that yeah. shit. But yo, you see, like these these injuries, and especially the types of injuries, I like, guess really. I think it's a testament to like how like I don't know if it's the NBA, but it's like just the wear and tear on your body trying to go pro. Oh, it's it's like, all it's all the major ones like, in general. Like man. like going like the work you put in in high school and college. Yeah, you're 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 training yourself, and then you get pro. And like your your body's t- like I don't uh, think people understand like your body's tired. The jump bro. from college to pro. Is crazy. Well, even crazy. high school to, to college school in itself. Is, 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 well, high school to college is more it, manageable. It depends. It, depending it's, on where for where in high school. As far as like the way they they make you train your well, body. I, I think for like the if you're coming from a regular high school, fine. But if you're coming from like Battelle, Oak Hill, all these like these like the, uh, these type of aca- academies. Yeah. But you even see like the difference in their physicality when they come from high school because you're still at that very peak point of growth. Where your body is changing immensely, plus you're hitting weights, plus you're hopefully taking care of the your Yeah, but you play how many nature. games in college, bro? The problem. Uh, well, it depends because when, when you're one or two the, games, when you're in the actual week. season, yeah, you're playing one or two a week at most two you're a week. Every day, but you yeah, got, you were literally training, training every day, every doing day, two a day. Right. It's right. It's Compar- very similar to but high school. You play one or two games. 
you're probably not trained. You're probably training every day, but not to the intensity. No. Not to Once the intensity. Once you get that's to the it. league, you're playing yeah. 82 games. And that's what I mean. And it's you're like running probably sometimes two a days. It's like you got to think. Like you go you know what I mean? from high school, that leap into college, where now you're you're pushing yourself to be pro ready. And then when you get into the pros, now you're pushing yourself again to because to you're maintain, come, wait, and then you might have been big in college, but you come you, in like look at someone like Giannis. When he came in, he looked like yo, a stick figure. Funny, but when oh, he yeah. was <laughs> playing in fucking Greece, he didn't look that small. No, you know I, mean, I mean Anthony Davis was one of them. Exactly, the he's Morris another one. Twins were one of you them. You know, like you yeah. look at like some those, of these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Morris yeah. Twins were crazy when they played for and Kansas. Thing, you look at some of these guys and the leap their body takes when like they get year two, year three. And I mean pros, conditioning is necessary. Insane. Like a lot of the, I remember uh, watching a, a video with the Toronto Raptors. And I forgot who it was. I think it was Doug Christie was saying, like, when Marcus Camby got drafted with them, like, he used to have, like, a snicker before the game. And he'd be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, where's the meal? He's like, bro, I'm good. Just snicker, bro. I used to do this in college. <laughs> college is yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like these, you're going to get eaten alive up there, bro. <laughs> well, we saw it happen in Camby. Yeah. Not only did they kidnap his family, but he didn't. He <laughs> wasn't a factor after a while. Yo, why are you Oh, yeah, they kidnapped Mark. You're such an asshole to oh, bring that God. up, dog. That, that was funny when the kid. Not funny, but it was a funny situation. Nothing funny about that. But, like, that's. No, it was funny because Marcus Camby was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do to you? I got this guy. Oh, man. Don't let me talk How about, about Camby. Come on, let it off your chest. How you feel about Camby is how I feel about Bargnani, man. Nah, bro. Camby's a Marcus Camby is to you what Dwight Howard is to me? No, bro. <laughs> Never. Marcus Camby's a bitch. Like, it sounds like. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Dwight Howard at least has manly qualities. Marcus Camby's a bitch. <laughs> Straight up. Like, this guy has. He's like the watered down version of Kwame Brown. Stop it. Yes. Yo, what's wrong Whoa. with you, Doug? Stop it, bro. Camby had a way better career than Brown. Where? And when? Oh my gosh. Dude, Marcus Camby had a way no, better career than what Brown. What do you remember Marcus Camby for? Other than his family getting kidnapped. For being a very stalwart center, just going out there getting those rebounds. Get the fuck Yo, out of here. Get those Marcus rebounds, get those blocks. Marcus Camby got dunked on by Iverson. You know how many people got dunked on, bro? By Iverson? Not a lot. Not a lot. Dude, you know how many people have gotten dunked on? Who gives a fuck? But not by Iverson. Who cares? Marcus can be... So what if he got dunked he, on by Iverson? What did was, he do to you is what I want to no. know. He's trash, bro. Oh, Kwame, he was overrated. Kwame Brown was better than, than Marcus can be. Yeah, for sure, bro. I remember and Kwame, Kwame, and Kwame Brown was a scrub. What? Eddie <laughs> <laughs> Curry was here? better than fucking Marcus Kwame Brown was better than Marcus Camby? Yeah. Fam, that can't at least, fam. At least Kwame Brown's hand was uh, the size of a regular fam. person. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's why he couldn't catch that the ball. Run, Kwame, Kwame Brown could not catch anything. Because he, he had, had regular size hands. Two, no, he had small okay. hands. He had when, he caught, when he caught the ball. Marcus Camby, I don't remember him doing anything spectacular at his height. Do you know Do you know they went to... Why does he have to be spectacular? Because Why can't he just be an average oh, Jamali, NBA center? Okay. Jamali, what? Jamali. Why can't he just be an average NBA center? Bro. Jamal Which Andrews being an that. average NBA this center still makes you better what, what, what's that than ninety percent of people play basketball. Mavericks? What was his name? The, the one who Stefan Marbury crossed up. What was his name? Oh my God! He tried to take a charge from Iverson. That guy. What's his name? Uh, I Bradley, know. I think his name. Yes, Bradley. Yes. Bradley. Sean Bradley. Oh, Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley. Yo, yeah, that's Marcus Camby. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> listen, listen. They Trash. Went, the Lakers went to six straight plays for Kwame Brown. The first time Phil Jackson ever did that. He, <laughs> he, he, he airballed three balls. <laughs> he, he lost two off his foot. 
Yo, listen. And I think that's the, how you know he was better because he got six chances, bro. You know what I mean? Six, no, it was just to prove that Terrible. he could do something. Uh, and when, shit. Uh, Did you watch the video of Stephen A going oh, in on Kwame Brown? Yeah, oh, yeah Stephen A. So much. Stephen A. need to stop. Kwame Brown is terrible. Bro. Terrible. Marcus Camby was fucking terrible. Not as bad as Kwame Brown. Bro, Let's keep he it was terrible. Let's keep it a fucking... Yo, he lucky Twitter. You know was actually my favorite Laker? Who? I'm thinking about it now. Just off, because of that one moment is Robert Ory. Oh, for sure. He's everybody's favorite player. That, my one, favorite that, player. Over, that big I remember watching that Mr. shit live. Seven Rings himself. I remember watching that shit live, bro. <laughs> I was... At, who ta- it was uh, Shaq who tapped it away from, from Divac? Yeah. yeah no, was it so. Divac? Or Divac tapped it away. It was a t- it was a it was a t- it was a tap in. He just grabbed it and put it up. It was a tap. Uh, fuck. It was tap back Either to way. Robert Ory, yeah. one of the greatest basketball players to ever lived. He is hands down. He seven has what, rings. seven rings. Bro. Seven, seven rings, rings. Oh. with three different teams. Better than Jordan. You're damn right. <laughs> Better than Kobe Bryant. <laughs> damn right. Better than LeBron. He's not. Well, yeah, he is. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> Robert Ory, baby. Nah, hey, bro. how many rings LeBron got? <laughs> three. He's got he'll more get, rings than Tom Brady. He'll, he'll get one before <laughs> before his time is up. Oh, for sure. He's going to have at least another two. Who? LeBron, LeBron. James. Let's hope. He'll we're talking about... But, yeah, LeBron's good, but we're talking about the greatest basketball player to ever play. Kobe? Robert Ory. Robert Ory. I heard Kobe. the seven rings. I heard Kobe. <laughs> he gave Kobe his third ring. Scalabrini, bro. White Mamba. Hey. Don't sleep. The future make a song about Kobe? <laughs> I know Chief Keefe did. Future, oh. future, I'm sure Future made a song about Russell Wilson. That doesn't mean shit to me. No, I, 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 I said Robert Ory. Huh? Left and right hand Robert Ory. <laughs> so? <laughs> you guys are terrible. Nah, but with this Carmelo situation, since we're on that basketball topic. No, he does not deserve a, a farewell tour. You don't think a, a no. team cannot do well with him on their roster? If he wants to come off the bench, yes. I know the perfect farewell tour for Carmelo. If he's willing to come off what? the bench and be a team player. Yes. What? I know the farewell tour. It's the media tour. The farewell media tour. Go on ESPN, FS1, and say, I'm retiring from basketball. And that'll be, your, that'll be his farewell tour right there. Look, it's the over. only place I'll say he probably deserved the spot was the USA team. No. As I said, it's because time all of his accolades came from that USA team. Yo, when, Lucky for him. No, when what's-his-face, um, the coach for the Spurs, don't want you, you know it's over. That was fucked up, though. You know Ooh. it's over. I've seen that. Uh, they... they, they uh, Calangelo? Not oh, Calangelo. Um, well, look, he... Or, or was think, it uh, Pop, no, it's, uh, Popovich. Popovich. Yeah, yeah, Popovich. Popovich. It was Pop? But like, yeah. I think Popovich is looking at right now that he has all these young guys there. There's absolutely no pressure since all the top players didn't want to come to the team. So he's looking at like, when I lose, let's just have fun. I mean... Still would have liked to see Melo on that team still. It doesn't matter. I would like to see... At least, uh, you know... I'm not a big Melo fan. He could still play. I'm not, I'm, either, I'm not the biggest Melo fan. He did it to fan, himself, like, man. No, he didn't. I know. I know he, he to an extent, did he did. To what did he do to him? Do, do attitude. What, what, okay. what attitude? Carmelo said he was immature. He said himself that okay, he was Okay, but yeah. a lot of basketball he's players not, are immature. He's not a team player. Kobe Bryant was a very immature player. all about player. his own numbers, numbers his own stats. Quickly. When? Kobe literally dismantled the Lakers. What the fuck you guys are talking about? Kobe matured. Kobe got... Kobe he was allowed to after. do that because he gave him five rings. No, that was before. No, I can go to the third one. Yeah. I'm he talking gave about the first three. Look, I'm a, just, I'll even give that, first give that to Kobe. Okay, but I will give that I don't, to Kobe. I don't think, I don't if think, I put three banners up, fuck off. I'm just saying, like, I think, I, I don't like what they're doing. Like, it reminds me of, like, the whole Iverson thing. And, like, whether or not he won championships, 
I think his impact on the game of basketball, a, the impact on the younger generation. The I think I think you we need to put some sort of okay uh, recognition to uh, that recognition to it. Yes, yeah. look, but if you put some banners up, you get a lot of clout and you but, get a but lot of push. Like, the thing is that like I, I don't equate. Mello's, I don't make the rules, man. I don't equate Melo's impact the same way. Melo's impact on the game is not as heavy as Iverson's impact no, on the game. Because Iverson, like as Iverson. Iverson is the the father of today's point guard, bro. Like, look, Iverson like, is the like, Iverson yeah. was doing what he was doing with the old rules. Iverson is like '90s, early 2000s. He was doing Philly. what like, he was. That, that is he was. When doing, you think of that era of the '76ers, that is Iverson. He was doing what he was doing, like with the hand. Like, the whole point is, I think, like what Melo, what people are, what people are really going at him for is him getting paid twice from New York, him requesting a trade from Denver. And I'm convinced behind the scenes he pissed the wrong person off. But and a that, lot of these guys get pissed off when, like, these players exercise their right. A lot was, of people get pissed off. Yeah, but none of them, like... Yeah, they get pissed off. Pissed off is one thing, but I think Melo just pissed the wrong one off. Maybe it was Adam Silver himself. It was I don't know. Dolan, but probably. Fuck Dolan. Maybe. Probably Dolan. I don't know. I think... And the way he pissed him off was, like, irreparable. Like, but like I'm I convinced mean, because this shit, like... Melo's completely healthy. You can't just, like... You Complete, can't just, like from it's a black and white blackballing. It wasn't like you know. I don't think it was a blackball. I just well, think black, teams just, don't trust the attitude that he's going to bring to them is going to be. But they've trusted. They've trusted lesser lesser guys with with uh, like. Would you? I don't know. Would you rather take a, a, a still a, a player who's still you know a ba- first first ballot Hall of Famer? We're going to know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Are we saying Carmelo's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Carmelo's going to be. A Hall yeah, of he Famer. is first for ballot. Sure. For yeah. sure, guaranteed, one hundred percent. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying most, I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's the most he's winning be, Olympic athlete. That in alone basketball. brings him to. That yeah, alone we're talking about him. NBA Hall of Fame. I don't. I don't think he's first. He's ballot. gonna make it. He's gonna be first ballot. He's gonna be Remember first ballot. Who, who votes on it? It's the media. He's still gonna. They make hate it. him. I don't think he's first ballot. He's first ballot. Hall of and Fame. I'm. I'm not saying like matter of like what I would pick. I'm just knowing how they are. No, he's I can see your perspective on that. Knowing how they are, I would not put money on him being a first ballot. I think he will be. Wasn't Iris in a first ballot? Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I didn't was. like him at all. <laughs> Yeah, he was. No, they didn't like know. him at all. I didn't like that guy. They did not like Iverson. He was wasn't there? Wasn't a documentary about refs like actually admitting they were <laughs> fucking up the game, like, and like they were making calls on purpose to, oh, like, yeah. against I, Iverson? Oh, for sure. It was. But I was just during the whole uh, that that ref who got caught gambling. What's his name? Donahue. Donahue. All right, let's let's wrap up. Let's wrap. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Let's wrap it up, man. You can't wrap up? You need no, me can't. to do it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You've been away for two weeks, so. Yeah, you've right? been sleeping oh, while we were out working. So fucking dumb. No one asked you about that. Don't care. <laughs> wrap it How up. How does that work? Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah, wrap Mateo it up. Chiago is sick. Who asked you about this shit? Last week, I just had to take a nap. You know, I was still tired from it all. Yeah, no one knows about those hippies, man. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about those hippie conferences, bro. Hey, the amount of people that were there, don't you guys are me. in the minority. <laughs> there I don't mind. There were still more I'm people bad. in Montreal than that was on a little tiny island. And we still had all the fun in the fucking world. That's right. good. I'm happy you're having fun. It Wrap so it up, good. bro. Let's go. <laughs> I saw Tim and Paula. They had like a laser show. I don't know the fuck that is. Let's keep going. Wrap it up. Get to the Let me wrap it up then. Yeah, Oshiaga wasn't part of it. If you're such a rust to wrap it up, you wrap it up. Yo, thank you guys for <laughs> tuning in. We appreciate all the uh, the people who contributed to the show. Yeah. Until next time, thank you, Tagans, for stopping yes, sir, by. Don't be a danger.
Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, man. It's dope. I first sit down like this is fun. Thank you, thank you hey, so welcome much. Welcome back anytime, man. Thank you, man. You guys know how you can reach us as always. We're on Twitter and we're on Instagram at Don't Be Mad Pod, and obviously on Facebook through live feed and through DMs and all that stuff. Don't be Only Mad Matthew, Podcast. Only Matthew, don't DM me for shit. DM Jamali. He's a lonely guy who likes to stay at home by himself and watching <laughs> uh, old school rap battles on his phone. So please, he needs Yo. a friend. Hey, Lord, 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 Lord of Lux and Murder he, Mook is a classic. He needs a friend, please. I don't need no friend. Get him out the house. No new friend. Take him for a man. walk around the block. Or something. What am I, a dog? Get the yes, fuck out of here. Yes, woof, bitch. <laughs> wow. This was the Don't Be Mad podcast. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Take care, man. Peace. Love is love.